Hey there team, Chantal here, welcoming you back beyond the walls with Team World Vision. Before we dive into today's episode, we wanted to take a moment and acknowledge and celebrate International Women's Day, which was this past Monday on March 8th. Not only that, we wanted to highlight this whole month as it is Women's History Month. Shout out to all of the incredible women who are moving their feet right now. We see you. As a matter of fact, at Team World Vision, over half of our runners out there wearing the orange jersey and moving their feet are indeed women, well over half. We're so continually proud that our ministry has been made up of women that are world changers, moving their feet for women just like themselves around the globe. We know that the ways in which Jesus lifted up and empowered women in the gospel was radical, and we believe that Team World Vision tries to mirror that very thing, lifting up and empowering women in the kingdom. Today's episode is a great nod to International Women's Day as Lindsay has a conversation with Callie Eckert, who is a doctor of physical therapy and an orthopedic clinical specialist. Not only that, Callie is the owner of Remedy Physical Therapy and Wellness in the uptown neighborhood of Chicago. With many years of experience in the field of physical therapy, Callie brings a wealth of knowledge to us. So today, we're getting into the weeds of training, injury, and listening to your body because we all know that so much of this experience relies on the importance of taking care of yourself, making sure you get to the starting line and crossing the finish line. The doctor is in, Dr. Callie Eckert. Welcome yeah. Beyond the Walls with Team World Vision. Thank you. Thanks for having me. It's exciting. We've got lots of people moving their feet right now on Saturday morning, and we're able to record this in the moment while they're moving their feet so that on a day sometime soon, we can be out on the path with them. So mm -hmm. again, just thanks for taking time to be with us today. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So let's just start from the beginning here. How the heck did you get involved with Team World Vision? I ran a marathon with Team World Vision. Some friends were running it also. This is probably 2014 and did one marathon. I didn't really take advantage of the group runs and the team dinner and I just wasn't as involved. And now I've been a lot more involved and it is way more fun this way. But that one year I ran the marathon for the first time, um, it was just more of a solo experience, slightly more of a group experience than what an actual solo marathon is, but because I didn't take advantage of all the team world division group activities. So then fast forward a couple years, I married Ty Eckert, my best friend, and then he eventually, after we we'd been married for a couple of years, he ended up taking a job with Team World Vision. So now he is Coach Ty Eckert. That's right. Coach Ty. <laughs> of a triathlon. And so now it's pretty hard to avoid any Team World Vision event in <laughs> a couple of years. So it's way more fun now because I am, you know, seeing him running the show at some events and we're taking our family on weekends and we're doing training runs together. And now 
we are way more involved than I was back in 2014 when I ran the marathon pretty much on my own while wearing the, the jersey. So it's been it's been a lot more fun recently in the last few years running events. Yeah, yeah. I actually tell people, you know, that a lot of times people are running for us, but they're not running with us. And we really take heart in making an individual sport a team sport. So we are happy that you donned that orange jersey in 2014, but we are so much happier to be running with you (laughs) these days. Yeah, me too. It's way better. Yeah. What race was that in 2014? Chicago Marathon. Oh, yeah. Chicago Marathon. There you go. So yeah, what's, what's your running history or racing history like? Were you an athlete prior to all this craziness? Yeah. Athlete is a word that I, I use in the, it's a broad, a broad uh, meaning for me. My opinion is if you have a body, you are an athlete in some way. I've been doing five K's, half marathons, marathons. Um, back in college, I started with a buddy, she and I were going to run a marathon in every state. I think we did six or seven at the time, which is pretty cool in a few years. Um, And then got into triathlon, did a a sprint triathlon and then a half and then um, Ironman in 2014. And the doctor's been busy, y'all. The doctor's been busy. (laughs) Well, let me tell you, I am pretty much the last one across the finish line. So it's a lot of quantity and not a lot of quality, <laughs> but I'm, I've done them. I've been out there, but I am by no means competitive. Yeah. Well, fast. I'm going to go ahead and, and push back on the quality versus quantity idea <laughs> and that fast equals quality. Cause I mean, there are a lot of really impressive folks, even on our team that are fast and they are quality humans, Yeah. but that's... also I think there's a lot of quality and a lot of really good, rich transformational time when you're out there you know, giving yourself grace and pushing through, you know, that it's not about the clock, but about the transformation. So hats off to you. Thank you. The day gets long. I I like to think that I have mental toughness, but I am not competitive at all. I yeah. would, I would prefer that everyone cross the finish line at the same time. <laughs> I'm not competing with anyone. I'm not competing with myself, but I can, I can dig my heels in and finish it. Absolutely. Well, and I think that grit and determination goes a long way in life too, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And PS, I mean, the secret might be out, but the metal is the same no matter (laughs) what time you cross the finish line. That's true. We all get one. (laughs) That's right. Amen. Kelly, tell us a little bit about what you do professionally so that we can frame this conversation. I'm a physical therapist. I started undergrad exercise physiology degree, um, wasn't sure exactly where I wanted to go with that, did some personal training, and then made my way through to grad school and physical therapy. I've been doing that now for eight years in the outpatient orthopedic setting. So when you say that everybody who has a body is an athlete, this is coming from somebody who knows her stuff. So do you want to say anything more about that before we kind of dive into this maybe running endurance athlete world, but specifically if you got a body, you're an athlete. Tell us more about that. If you have a body, you have an athlete and tons of credit and respect to the people who train extremely hard and who are very dedicated to being those athletes. They are spending so much time. They're changing all their habits. They're working toward being an elite athlete and that's awesome. And then there are people like me 
who have a body and I can use it to do activity and I can stretch myself, I can push myself, I can train, I can work harder, I can spend the amount of time that I'm able to, Mm -hmm. a body under stress gets better. What you stress gets better. You train for endurance, you build more capillaries to supply more oxygen to your muscles. Mm -hmm. Heavy weights, you get muscle gains with a Z. And that's what happens when you put your body under stress. So a body that is physically able to move can do amazing things like these races and ultimately bringing clean water to communities. You know, the world says that stress is bad. And a lot of, you know, and a lot of folks say that running is really bad. I mean, so from your professional opinion as a physical therapist, um, you know, what do you say to, to folks that have, have that kind of narrative? I think that running exercises that are repetitive like that, um, they are certainly, you're certainly able to do those things without injuring yourself mm-hmm. for mental health, for physical health, doing those things, especially if you really love to do them mm-hmm. are way better than not. And I don't care if it's walking or running or riding a bike, but their bodies are made to move. Mm-hmm. We can get better at moving yeah. with practice. Well, and I love that roughly 80% of our team every year is brand new to running and that we get to help get people off the couch and just kind of out of maybe a rut. And maybe even it's a, a decent, healthy rut that people are in, but like you said, back into their bodies and back into using those bodies um, for a purpose and in being healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, so with that, being a physical therapist, how has that um, potentially dictated how you train or how you even view training? Yeah, we always want to look out for injuries, obviously. And with our runners, we we have a very important finish line to cross. We have a very important mission. It's always frustrating if you're in a training season for any race and you are hitting an injury. Mm-hmm. You're dealing with that frustration. It's awful. And you always want to be able to work through that. I think in our case, with the mission that we have, race day is that long victory lap that we all talk about. And that is the most important thing for us. So it breaks my heart to see an athlete have to stop in the middle of the training season and not continue and not see the finish line. So to me, injuries happen when you start to do too much too soon. Mm -hmm. Maybe you've been doing too little for too long. So now all of a sudden you start to try some new things. You really, you go for it. You're all about it. You're putting in more miles than you should for what your body is able to do at that moment. You haven't Mm -hmm. the appropriate progression of stress Mm -hmm. on your body to adapt Mm -hmm. to that new activity, but, um, team world vision. So with triathlon right now, we all have this training program from coach Brad saying from university of Colorado, the coach for the triathlon team there. They do a great job of providing a training plan that would start at the level that you, they're assuming that you are sedentary when you're starting and they progressively build that training plan. They're progressing the training plan so that your body can adapt to that new stress and then be able to take on the challenge of the next week. Mm -hmm. So it's very scientific Mm -hmm. and it's also listening to your body. Mm -hmm. If someone has an injury is starting to deal with some pain 
my first attempt would be to change the way they're moving rather than having them stop moving or stop the activity. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, that, that makes a lot of sense. And just like amening what you said, absolutely all of our training plans, half marathon, full marathon, triathlon, um, hood to coast, all, all of our, our training plans are peer edited and peer reviewed. And like you said, they are scientific. We didn't <laughs> pull these out of the air um, by any stretch of the means. Um, we've been working with them for over 15 years now. Um, since that first marathon back in the day in, in Chicago. So yeah, it really is important to, to follow that plan, but also everybody that's moving your feet right now, you need to know that the plan is made in a way so that if you do get injured or there are setbacks, you can still make it to the finish line. Kelly, talk about that for a minute. Like you said, okay, I'm feeling um, some pain or soreness in my legs because I haven't used them in a long time. Or, you know, like my hip flexors, like holy mackerel, they are screaming right now. How do I know the difference between pain and just soreness? Typically, I like to think about pain as some kind of a warning sign. Something needs to be changed. Something is wrong. And that's valid. We need to pay attention to that. Um, You're not being soft by paying attention to your pain, especially if you've got another 11 weeks to go in your training plan. You can't assume that it's just going to get better. So you need to pay attention to it. Typically, if it's a very sharp, intense pain, then that's more troublesome. That's more of a red flag than a pain that happens maybe after you're running a few miles, then some pain kicks in and it lasts for maybe an hour or so after the run and then it's over. Mm-hmm, you still mm-hmm. need to address it, but that's probably not as um, not as much of an alert as a sharp, intense pain. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good word. So, sh- so sharpness, intensity, mm-hmm. um, lingering, um, durations of that type of pain that could indicate injury. Whereas like you're saying, shorter periods of time, less intensity, um, not necessarily something that needs to be raising huge red flags. Right. Yeah. With injuries, there's a list of injuries that are very common, especially with runners mm-hmm. and then with triathlon, they have their own specific set of injuries that are common to them, but they are all musculoskeletal injuries and your bodies are alive and adaptable and you change the stress that you're applying on them mm-hmm. and you can fix it. Mm-hmm. I remember in undergrad taking anatomy and physiology classes, I was so constantly amazed at the the way the human body works, the yeah. capabilities of the human body the tiniest things that we need, things that are so important and they're microscopic Mm -hmm. and they play a huge role in whatever system functioning. It became a way for me to praise God differently Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. I was learning about the best creation, the original machine. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. The original machine. Yeah. The original machine, the human body is amazing and capable of so many great things. One of those things is the ability to heal ourselves. Mm -hmm. We just have to give ourselves the right environment and the right kind of stress 
-hmm. in a typically functioning body, we are able to create that adaptation for ourselves. So Mm -hmm. an injury, a pain is not a reason to stop. Mm -hmm. It's something to address. It's something to have a professional look at and help you through. Mm -hmm. There are also plenty of resources online to look at if it's something that you feel is pretty simple and you know you can you can identify the problem you can try some things just that you're finding online but you can go to a professional and you can get your strength assessed get your range of motion assessed your gait assessed and just see what mechanics could change for you that could decrease that irritation Mm -hmm. where you're feeling the pain and you can modify your activity rather than just stopping and having to, you know, bail out of that training plan. So many nuggets I hope that we're grabbing onto right now. So I heard you say a while back, um, too fast, too soon, or too yeah. much, too soon. Um, and that is something I've seen over all my years with Team World Vision. The majority of people who get injured or who can't cross the finish line, it's because they're doing too much too soon or they're going too fast or too far too soon, mm-hmm. like you're saying. So trusting the plan, you know, mm-hmm. like 20 minutes doesn't seem like enough if you're going to do a triathlon or if you're going to do a marathon, like, Lindsay, I need to do more than 20 minutes. No, 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 no. 20 minutes today, 20 miles a few months from now, you know, like we'll work on that. We'll get there. Um, yeah, exactly. Your body needs that rest and recovery time as much as it needs that, um, you know, that increase in stress. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, okay. So, so taking, just follow the plan, work, working it progressively. Um, and so that was one big thing you said. Another thing you said was if, and when pain or um, soreness comes, that it's not necessarily about stopping activity, but changing how you do that activity or how you're, you're using your body. Yeah. Modifying the activity is always, that should always be your initial thought. Pain somewhere, you know, that it's a musculoskeletal type of pain. You need to figure out why that irritation is occurring to that muscle tendon bone, joint, whatever body tissue it is. And if you need the help of a professional, great, find it. Mm -hmm. But you need to figure out why that irritation is occurring because that's what's causing pain. Mm -hmm. And you can sometimes just modify the activity and that should be our initial go-to rather than I'm just going to stop running for two weeks. Mm -hmm. You may need that rest and that, that healing time, but typically healing happens better under an active type of loading, not just couch rest. Yeah. Yeah. The recovery and the healing will happen better if you're exercising, but giving it the right type of exercise, the right type of recovery. Um, because if you just rest for two weeks and you're not running for two weeks, chances are you haven't changed your strength, your range of motion, Mm -hmm. your gait, your mechanics, you haven't changed those things. So as soon as you start running again, it's probably just going to keep happening even though you don't have the pain anymore, you have the same habits in the way you're moving. Yeah. So building our knowledge, when you say gait, mm-hmm. what do you, what define that for us? The way you walk or run. Okay. I know that you know, 
when I was training, I've had back issues over the years and my gait has changed over the years. So actually how my foot used to hit the ground and what I looked like, you know, five years ago, 10 years ago to what I look like now is different. My posturing, like with my shoulders back, you know, is my chest out over my knees. Just even again, how my foot is striking the ground has changed. And those are all, as I've learned over the years, very important important indicators or important pieces of your gait or of your, your pacing and your stride. Another thing that our bodies are very good at is conserving energy. If you have an injury, so you have a weakness in your hip or your right hip, your body will find a way for you to walk and run in the presence of that injury. So you're going to find something else to make up for your right hip rather than fixing the issue at your right hip, maybe a strength issue in your glutes, something, something that's a problem rather than fixing it, our bodies just figure out how to move through it. And then you're not helping yourself. You're just contributing, you're feeding into that injury more and more. And you're doing that for a few weeks of training. You might not have a lot of problem. You add miles hurts a little bit. And then you get toward your longer miles or even on race day, and you're so tired and your body is already conserving energy. You're already, you're already trying to tackle this big feat. And that's when you'll see the gait falls apart. You're really, you're bending forward. There's a lot of pain now. And it's something that you probably should have addressed in the earlier weeks of training. So along with gait, two other things I've heard you say um, that are kind of bing, 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 sticking out to me are strength. Like you've mentioned this idea of getting stronger as well as your range of motion or mobility. Could you speak to the importance of those two things? You know, cause I'm just running. Why do I need to get stronger or why do I need to be more flexible? Kelly, why does that even matter? I'm just trying to get to a finish line. Yeah. And hopefully all of us, everyone listening, will never have to specifically address an injury or an issue. Hopefully we can just put on our shoes and run and we will be perfectly healthy. Everything goes well. If that's not the case, your strength is so important because these endurance activities are very fatiguing. Your mm -hmm. body, when you're running, especially running, it brings out the weakest link. If you have that hip weakness on one side, that is what's going to become the problem on the long miles, the long days into the training plan. The weakest link will become your problem. So it's a good idea. And I think that that's becoming a more popular oh, idea yeah. in endurance athletes, which is mm -hmm. huge because we need to be efficient at running and the muscles that we've been given and the way that we are built is inherently efficient. But our lifestyle, our habits, being sedentary, maybe having a dominant leg, playing a specific sport for a long time, doing the same thing for a long time, that can change the strength balance in our bodies. So when you're putting in those long miles, that weakest link could come out. So it's always a good idea to strength train and to do single leg, single limb activities so that you can compare side to side make sure that you have equal strength on both sides. Those are things that you can do on your own. It'll come out in the way that you're running, the way your foot strikes the ground, the way your knee comes forward, the way your hips drop while you're running. Everything should be symmetrical. If you're having an injury, you're having pain, or you notice something is different in that side-to-side -side movement, 
that's really something to work on earlier in the training plan so that it doesn't become an injury. Or if you have an injury, then you can probably identify it if you've seen that side to side differences. Mm-hmm. For a triathlon, we do a lot of single leg drills on the bike mm-hmm. and that will highlight to people a difference in their left leg versus their right leg. It's something that early in the training plan we're working on because we don't want to be at a mile, mile 100 on the bike and then start having pain. And it's probably going to be because of something that we notice right now in our single leg drills. And that's why practice makes perfect, right? It doesn't actually make you perfect, but it makes your performance much higher, much better, more consistent. Yeah. Everybody at Team World Vision, all of the, the coaches, the leads, they're great about communicating training seasons, training plans, and telling us that training is not just putting in the miles, it's nutrition awareness, it's practicing the exact equipment that you're going to use, and it's looking for these things that could slow you down on race day or that could inhibit you from getting to the start of the race, like injuries. People at Team World Vision are great at coaching the athletes along through that so that we're thinking through the whole training season about everything going into race day. You know, I, you hear a lot about foam rolling now or Epsom salt baths. Can you speak to some things that we should be putting into, and even like you said, nutrition, putting into our rhythms so that when we're not on the bike, when we don't have our shoes on, we're actually still actively working towards that finish line Mm -hmm. and towards greater health, you know? Right. On the off days, the days that you're not running, it's important to pay attention to what you're feeling. So do I have tightness somewhere from my long run yesterday? Do I have any foot pain, any calf tightness and quad tightness, the major muscle groups do a little um, cross training. So yoga, Pilates, cycling, something that's not what you did for 10 miles yesterday, move your body in a different way. If you're doing a lot of these forward motions, like cycling and running, do some things to the side, (laughs) do anything to the side. That's a big problem for endurance athletes. We just are moving forward so much. We need to be going backward. We need to be going laterally. We need to be jumping. We need to be stretching any kind of strength training. You can do a lower intensity exercise, like walking, cycling at a lower intensity. These are all things that your body will be thankful for. You're still moving. It's active recovery. And then anything that you just like to do, there's some haters on foam rolling lately. And then in a few years, people are going to tell you to do it again. If you like foam rolling, do foam rolling. Mm -hmm. Research is always going to flip flop on all of these muscle stimulators, all these modalities, hot packs, cold, cold packs. There are always going to be research articles that come out saying this doesn't work anymore if you put an ice pack on and it still makes you feel better, it still works. (laughs) So do it, do what you like to do, do what makes you happy, pay attention to your body, reward yourself for all the work, all the miles that you're putting in should not be the most grueling thing. Who wants to do that for a second year? If it was a terrible experience, go for a walk in the woods. If you want to go hiking, any activity, anything at all, that you like to do that's moving your body and paying attention to any kind of injury pain that you're feeling so that you can protect yourself against a further injury. That's my recommendation. No, that's so good. Protein, 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 protein. There you go. Protein, protein, protein. I like that. (laughs) 
Yeah. There are a lot of supplements that you can get for muscle recovery. And I'm not an expert on that, but if that's something that you're interested in doing, there are other professionals who can help you figure out what supplements to take, but in general, a clean variety of food diet that's high in protein is great for muscle recovery, tendon recovery too. This shouldn't be punishment. We don't have to just punish our bodies and drill them into the ground, but that we need to give ourselves grace and just and pace ourselves as we go. And like you said, really listen to our bodies and, and try things, try new things. Um, because what might work for me might not work for you. What works for you might not work for me, but that ultimately if we can take good care of ourselves, we're going to live longer, happier, more full lives. And we can keep moving so that these kids don't ever have to walk for water again. Exactly. That's the mission is to be able to come back every year and do these same things. So we need to keep our bodies healthy. I think it's more fun on the longest mile of the race day mm-hmm. to complain and to say how terrible it is. And I love to do that. I like to use humor as a way to make my life better in the moment. <laughs> so it's a lot of fun to complain about these things and, oh, I can't believe I'm doing this again. Why did I sign up? Everything hurts. Let's talk about what doesn't hurt right now. I think my, I think my right pinky toe feels Okay. Yeah. Oh no, actually that hurts too. (laughs) Those conversations on the race course are so funny, but ultimately these activities that we're doing should be a form of worship. They Mm. should be a form of gratitude. Thank you, God, for giving me the ability, for giving me an amazing body that's capable of something that I didn't think it could do. Mm -hmm. And we should just be through the training season, we should be glorifying God by doing these wonderful things with the thing that he's given us. Amen. Even though it's fun to joke about how terrible it is. Oh, absolutely. You know, whatever can get you through the hard mile. I always really encourage people, whether it's at group run or in a race, go find the person that looks like how you feel (laughs) and go encourage them because you're going to get through it together. It's true. Yes. And that's why this is such a great group because you have all of that. You have everything you need in the team to do the work. And we all contribute. We all play a role, whether it's making a joke at mile 20 or being the one cheering on the sideline. We're all needed. We're all part of it. And we all just need to do what gets us through and what gets our buddies through. That's so good. That's so good. Well, um, Dr. Eckert, we might have to add a little additional note on our, our podcast Q and A. If, if, if anybody wants to know, you can ask us any questions online, teamrollvision.org forward slash podcast, and you can put in questions and topics that you want to hear us talk about, but we might actually have to add like an, an additional ask the doctor or ask the expert. And maybe if people have some questions about injuries or injury prevention or different things, you know, we might, we might be calling your name. You're like uh, calling you up on the phone once again. I love that so much. I love answering questions, especially if it's somebody who's just struggling a little bit and needs a little guidance because otherwise they might stop and they might not see the finish line. Mm-hmm. We are, we're here to get people across the finish line and it's a lot of fun for me to be able to answer people's questions. I'm not an expert in many things, but this is one thing that I do. I've been doing it for a long time and I know some things about it. So I'm happy to share my knowledge because any other topic I would have to find someone else. (laughs) (laughs) 
Well, we are we are blessed to have you on our team and in Orange Jersey and with us uh, today in the podcast. So just God bless you and your family and your ministry. And um, we are ringing cowbells all over the country for you, my friend. Thanks, Lindsay. Thanks for joining us for another episode, Beyond the Walls. As many of you know, we love to say that we are stoked about something. And this week, having Callie Eckert join us did just that. So we want to remind you, go check out Remedy Physical Therapy and Wellness by going to RemedyPTChicago.com. And if you have questions and want to ask Callie anything regarding training for a future podcast episode, you can go to teamworldvision.org forward slash podcast, scroll down to the bottom of the page and click the button, submit your question here. Now, if you're moving your feet right now and you can't get to the website, no worries. Just click on the show notes of the podcast and we have all the resources right there for you. And friends, most importantly, don't forget that we care about each and every one of you on your training journey. And we are here to help you through the ups and downs and the twists and turns of what our bodies can experience while we're training. So remember that our bodies were actually made to do incredible things. I know it doesn't feel like it all the time. And right now in this moment, you might not feel that way, but our bodies were made to do incredible things. And God created us to worship in many ways. Moving your feet is just one of them. Next week, we're going to take a short break as we host our annual National Leaders Gathering, more commonly known as NLG. And our spring events are taking on their Pomoja 7-Day 6K Marathon. Woo woo! Team, go get it. Approach that start line with boldness and finish strong through your finish line as kids and communities around the world, including ours, are cheering you on every step of the way. Now, Friday, March 26th, we will be back with a recording from NLG as our Kansas City Area Director, Nick Maroki has an exclusive interview with Greg Allgood, who serves as our Vice President of Water at World Vision. So stay tuned. And as always, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and share the podcast with friends, family, and teammates. We'll see you all soon. And don't forget to stretch and take good care of your bodies. <laughs>